So Tuesday night, our Tuesday late in the evening, David bit his tongue. And you guys know he had a heart calf back in and had to have a stent back in the fall. So he bit his tongue. He's just eating dinner, bit his tongue. And you're, they put you on a lot of blood thinners. Yeah, you know where this is going. Okay, so they put him on a blood So about six o'clock, he bit his tongue and it would not quit bleeding. So about 10, 10, 1030 at night, I had, I had gone to bed and cause you know, it, it seemed like it was, it was okay. Like he's, you know, you, you manage your own tongue. Right. And so I didn't feel like he needed me to <laughs> contribute a whole lot there. And so, um, you know, he, he went to, I went, I went on to bed and I had taken a, a new little sleep, little melatonin kind of supplement thing. So I'm laying in bed about asleep. And, um, David comes in about 1030, which is way past my bedtime and, um, says, uh, Julie, it will not stop bleeding. And he's starting to like, you know, you're, it's getting intense, right? Because, you know, and it was so much that he was starting to get uh, nauseous from all the blood in his stomach. So it was like, not just a little trickle of like a little, oop, just a little tissue bit. So it was, it was a good amount of bleeding. So, so I get up and we're in the hallway and, um, so anyway, there was just, there was a good amount of blood. I had taken set the, the sleep, the thing to fall asleep and it was past my bedtime and all the things. And I fainted. And when I fainted, I hit the floor hard. And, and actually that's what I've had. A, you can't really see it now, but I had got a black eye from it, from my fall. And so don't tease David and say he punched me because he didn't. And so, I just, <laughs> but you can tease him, I guess, a little. Hi, David. And so, but um, I just, I hit the floor and I've never fainted in my life. And um, so, so my blood pressure, I think, just plummeted. So, um, you know, so then when you have a head injury, what do you, you can't go to sleep. And all I wanted to do was go to sleep. And I was ill. I was not nice to David, who was keeping me awake. And meanwhile, his tongue is not bleeding. We're like, do we, what do we, what do we do? You know? And so what do we do? We start Googling. We're Googling all the things like, you know, all this, this and Googling that, you know, we're Googling all the things and stuff. So can you guys turn the house lights up just a little for me? And um, so we, um, you know, we're Googling all this stuff and, um, and, Okay. It was intense. You know, I don't know if you guys, probably none of you guys in your marriage have ever had intense moments where you have conflicting opinions and both people are panicking. I'm sure that's never happened in any of your relationships, but that's what happened to us Tuesday night for the first time in our marriage. Right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we're there. It's intense. It's all the things. And then after, finally, after a little while, we were like, okay, we should pray, right? <laughs> Aren't you proud of your pastors? Y'all probably may, ne- anyone who's visiting today may never come back because we're, I'm being brutally honest, but this is just real. And so, so we prayed and when we prayed, we began to get some, it was amazing. You began to get some direction. Like th- things started to like, the panic was still kind of there, but we began to kind of like settle and began to feel, you know, God leading us, you know, and in, in a, in, in a weird way, y- y'all know, in those moments, you guys know, it's not as beautiful. It's not like a movie. It's all very ugly and messy and all the things. And we have a, both apologized to each other several times since and, and stuff. So, 
And we have a puppy in the middle of all of this, right? A 10-week-old puppy. So, so we are going, so we're going through all of that stuff. And then um, wait, I wake up in the morning, I have all the symptoms of a mild concussion. And so, so here, here we are with all the things, ha- all these things happening. So then um, third, I guess uh, Thursday, David starts just feeling bad. He's just like, I don't know. I just have a headache. I just don't feel good, you know? And, and his tongue started to stop bleeding around one o'clock in the morning. And, um, and so, and that's another story of this weakness of the Holy Spirit. When you invite him in, he leads you and he'll let him tell that part of the story. Cause it is really, it's really, um, it's really cool. And so, but we, so, so David started, oh, I just have a headache. I just don't feel good. And so, so we, you know, progress. We rest by like Friday, he can barely stand up. He's just, he's just, he is just sick. And, um, so he's just got just a bad cough and just laying on his back with a puppy. We have this with a puppy. And so <laughs> an excited puppy. Yes. And, um, and so anyway, so that's why David is not here today is because um, he is staying home and keeping all of his sickness at home. And he is staying in one room and staying far away from me. And we're Lysoling everything and stuff like that. And so we're trying to be careful with all the things. So so yesterday, um, when we weren't sure this is, um, this is pastor life stuff. You know, we, um, yesterday afternoon I went, huh, David's not better. Who's going to teach? Because Jessica's out of town, you know, and she kind of like is good in the clutch. And so I was like, I am still recovering from my head. And so I'm like, and and, um, so I I take went out for dinner for Rachel or lunch for Rachel's birthday. And David didn't. He stayed home and Wes was in town. And so we went and um, I came back and I was like, all right, hon, are you going to? what are you thinking? And he's like, it, it's not happening. I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, it's fine. I can do it. So I go on my back porch and I've been, I began to just pray and ask the Lord. And he was going to give me his notes that he was going to preach today, but y'all will get to hear that next week because God just gave me a little something to share with you guys. That's real. That all ties into all of the trouble that we faced this past week. And, um, and so we're going to talk about the road to abundant life. We're going to talk about pit stops and um, car issues, okay? That's what we're going to talk about. And so one of my favorite things in life is road trips. I love to do road trips. I get all excited. I like to drive. I like to drive and go and go to places like go back home to St. Louis where my family is and show people all the things that I love about the city and where I grew up. And I love to go to new places, go up the coast, all over Florida. I just all that stuff. Just love all of those kinds of exploring. So, but there's a few things that are essential that happen when you're on a road trip, right? So you're on a road trip and you have pit stops, don't you? And there are two theories about stopping on road trips. There, one theory is that we are heading somewhere. And when we stop, we stop at a place where we can do all the things and get all the things. We can get gas, we can get food, we can go to the bathroom, and then we're back in the car, and we're timing it like a NAS- nearly like a NASCAR race pit stop. Like, all right, guys, we've got four and a half minutes. Go, 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 go. Nope, no snacks. The line's too long. Let's go. You know, like, there's that, that way to operate, right, that you do a road trip that way. How many are the, those kinds of road trippers? 
How many are the road trippers where you're like, no, it's a journey. Let's go see some things along the way. We're going to, I want some more coffee. Let's stop at, we're going to stop at Starbucks. We're going to stop here. And man, I really want some Chick-fil-A. It doesn't matter the lines. Like, where this is a journey. We're seeing things we've never seen before, right? Okay. It is two different ways to approach road trips. Usually I am the first. Like that it is uh we are headed somewhere and we are going because I tend to be a goal goal oriented person. So, you know, we're gonna go, let's go, right? So, but the purpose of a pit stop, you know, is is food, right? You're gonna get some food, fuel, use the bathroom when you put when you pit stop, right? So we are gonna look at the road to abundant life, pit stops of Food, fuel, and the restroom. Okay, so when we're when we're going through stuff in life, you're you're on the road to abundant life, and um, you're kind of you're watching your your own internal gauge go down. You're feeling kind of low, kind of drained. Maybe there's just been a lot going on. Maybe you're on a road trip with like twelve kids. You know, or it feels like 12 kids. It's really only two, but it feels like 12, right? And, or you're taking the youth group somewhere or something like that, right? So you're on this road trip and you get to be like, um, I need some air and I need some perspective before we all die, you know, like, and so, or you're, you're maybe you just, you can't, the, the, the time you stop, then your playlist switch over, switches from your friend who's picking really bad music to you who picks better music or whatever, you know, you bake the pit stop and, and you just need something from it. So in life, as we're going on, we make a pit stop and we need something. So maybe we need um, just some fresh air. Maybe we need some little bit of fuel for our heart, fuel for our perspective and things like that. And that's what we're going to look at today. So yesterday, when all this stuff was going down and the reality of like, oh, David's not going to speak. I need to have something to say. And I am not ready. And I am not a last minute preparer either for things. And um, I felt like the Lord just said this. He said, just go to go to Psalm 103. So we're going to go to Psalm 103. If you have your Bible, you can turn there. This is in the New American Standard. Or if you have the Bible app, pull it up and you can follow along in the New American Standard. Because as we fuel up and make a pit stop, and many times we don't want to make a pit stop, but we need to make a pit stop. And it's the same way in our own life and in our walk with God. And as we face the things in our life, we you you're you can kind of even get run down run down or need things that you don't even realize you need and um so we're going to start here at psalm 105 i mean 103 and we are going to um we're going to just let this just speak to us okay so think about whatever it is right now that you're maybe facing in your life whether it's something, um, some health issues, or maybe things are going pretty good, or maybe, maybe it's some, some family, some relational stuff or financial stuff, whatever. Just, just kind of get that in your mind, the things that you think about when you're laying in bed or you're, you know, whatever, you have some downtime as we read this. All right. So Psalm 103, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Uh, who, anybody have it up in the Bible app? Can you pull it up in the, um, amplified and just tell me that how they define this was so good how they define the bless does anybody have it in the bible app can pull it up in the amplified i don't i didn't write it down Ooh. so bless and it defines bless as a 
affectionately praise. Isn't that nice? So I was thinking about it when we were singing this, this morning, a couple of those songs. You know what we were doing? We were affectionately praising God. That's what we were doing. Isn't that, isn't that cool? You know what you were doing? You were blessing the Lord this morning when we were doing that. We were doing this. We were doing this right here. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Your soul is like the inside of you. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle. The Lord performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the sons of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is the love, his loving kindness towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he, has, he himself knows our frame and is mindful we are but dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. But when the wind is passed over, it's no more, and its place acknowledges it no, and its place acknowledges it no longer. But the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting, his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and who remember his precepts to do them. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his sovereignty sovereignty rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels mighty in strength, who perform his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his host, you who serve him doing his will. Bless the Lord, all you works of his hand and all the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. So as we read this, so I'll just say for me, as I was reading this yesterday afternoon with all the things, you know what? One of the first things that began to hit me was some perspective, right? It began to fuel my heart because what is, first of all, it talks out, talks about these are the, the great things God does. He pardons all of our iniquities. We need that, right? He heals all our diseases. We need some healing in our house right now, right? He redeems your life from the pit. How many of you ever been in a pit and God has redeemed you? It's so good to remember that, right? So as we read through these things, Honestly, before I started reading this, these those things weren't on my mind. You know what was on my mind? All the stuff I was going, all we were, all the stuff we were facing. That's what was on my mind. But then I began to read this, and suddenly it began to give me a whole different perspective. And I began to to rather to look at what's happening in my life. I began to put my eyes and look at him, look at God a little bit more, right? So these are the things he crowns you with loving kindness and compassion. It's wild because if you read through this, 
you know, one of the phrases that he keeps repeating is loving kindness, loving kindness, loving kindness, loving kindness. It doesn't just say it once. It's a thought that weaves itself all the way through this beautiful, this beautiful psalm. And then he goes, and then, and then if you skip on down to, he does a little contrasty thing. He does in verse 15, he talks about man, the temp, like temper, our lives are so fleeting and short, you know, when you're going through something, life does not feel short, does it? When you are facing difficulties, it does not feel like, oh, this is just fleeting. You know what? Give it a month and everything will be changed, right? You don't feel that way, do you? No, uh-uh. But, but it's, this, it's this perspective in verse 15. As for man, his days are like grass, his flower of the field, so he flourishes. No winds passed over, it's no more. So it's this picture of like, you know, the, the little flower that blooms, you know, I love the little, I have little hyacinths that are getting ready to, to bloom in my yard or come up in my yard. I'm watching them grow and they're so pretty and they smell so good, but they last like four days and then they're gone. I wait all year for them. And then they're like four days of glory and then they're gone. But that's how he compares our life. You know, you guys realize that's human life, but then he has this contrast of the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. So it's this fleeting, the contrast of this forever. Then he goes and, and, and um, then he goes and he talks about in verse 19 that God is established in the throne in the heavens. Like he is established in a place that we can't even comprehend what that is, right? That's so strong so tall, so power, like all the powers of the earth can't affect that. Like that's him. And then he lists all of these, he lists these mighty angels. And then he lists the host. And then he says us, what do we do? We bless the Lord. We affectionately, what was it? Affectionately praise him. We affectionately praise him. We all do it together, all of creation. So suddenly, as you read through this, all the things that are on our mind that are so huge and feel so permanent and feel so like this is this pit that I'm in is my forever, all of those things, it gives us some perspective to like, God, this is this is not permanent. This is not everything. Lord, this is you are so much bigger than this, right? So so you can feel the pit stop of that. I don't know about you guys, but the pit stop of that is it affects, it kind of fuels you, doesn't it? A little bit of discouragement, maybe some doubt, maybe some condemnation. A lot of those things, it begins to lift or because the truth of God's word comes in, right? Right? So, any other, just before we move on, any other observations as we read through that, that just jumped out that anybody, anybody wants to just, just say, say from where you're at? Anyone? Yeah. Go ahead, Ken. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because the picture that he uses even for that is, is the high, let's see, what does it say? East is the West. Which verse is that? That's, um, 12. Okay. Yeah. As high as the heavens are above the earth. So he's talking this way, which is like forever, right? And then he talks this way, which is forever. As high as the heavens are above the earth, 
So great is his loving kindness towards those who fear him. He has that much loving kindness towards you and towards me. Loving kindness. Isn't that a beautiful word? Loving kindness. Loving kindness from the creator of the universe, from the most powerful being. Loving kindness. And not just a little, not just a cup. I mean, I'd be grateful for a cup of God's loving kindness, you know? But this is as much as like infinite, infinite, infinite. And then he says, and then because of his loving kindness, east from the west, which geography never touch, right? You just keep going. It just keeps going. So that means that he, so great is his loving kindness. And as far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. Isn't that beautiful? And it gives you perspective, gives you a little bit of fuel, doesn't it? You know what we're doing? We're having a pit stop right here. From all the stuff, all the trouble, all the things that we're facing in our life, right this moment, we're having a fueling up, grabbing a little snack right here out of the Psalms, pit stop. So before we move on to the next, anybody have any other thoughts? Eric, yeah. Mm. Ooh, yes, yes. Mm-mm. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You're out. That's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's awesome. Go ahead, Jeanette. Yes. 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 Yes, he is. He's slow to anger. That's so awesome, isn't it? Mm. Anybody else? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that doesn't mean, that's right. Thank you, Alyssa. It doesn't mean to be afraid of, it means people who live in reverence, like live in his ways, like, like followers of Jesus, fear, fear of the Lord, follow, think followers of Jesus that, and by that, it doesn't mean just someone who like attends church. That means someone you actively are, you're, that Jesus is transforming your life and you are changing to become more like him. That's a follower of Jesus. And so that's what, that's what that means. And that doesn't mean, obviously from the context of the rest of this, it, it isn't a perfect one, but it is. And, and even just as a side note, throughout the scriptures, you'll see, you know, scriptures that say, be perfect like I am perfect or whatever. We, we define perfect in our world differently than that definition of perfect is. The definition, the, the Bible definition of perfect is really like mature or maturing, right? Not perfect. So we think perfect is like you have without flaw, but that's not what that means. So even as we are followers of Jesus, we are maturing, we are changing, we are growing to become more like him. And God is full of his loving kindnesses for each one of us. And so, yeah. Yeah. So like what we do doesn't only impact us. It impacts, it, it impacts our, our fear, our walk with God, our looking to him and impacts 
are the the kids and the grandkids and the people in the circles of of influence in our lives. That's right. It is profound. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. Yes. 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 That loving kindness that is as 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 high as the heavens are above the earth. Yeah. Yes. Woo. Man, that's right. And that's the righteous living. That that is the followers of Jesus that we become mighty as we follow his ways. That's so good, Ashley. Yeah. Mhm. Ooh, yes. Yes. Mm. That's so good. That's good. All right, you guys. Well, this is so good. We're going to So that's a pit stop on our road to abundant life. And 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 right there what that did for each is a each one of us is available all the time. And I I just would like to challenge all of us we need more pit stops in our life. And if you are on a maybe a difficult stretch on your road to abundant life, then I would I would suggest that you be become even more intentional. For some people, the Psalms deeply resonate with them and and they feed their heart. That would mean like do wild things like put get Listen to the Bible on, um, listen to Psalms, like as you work throughout the day, as you do all the things in the car, like do intentional things, turn other voices and other noise off and intentionally fuel yourself on these things and give yourself that perspective. Because what we, what, mo- what we experienced here right now, that perspective, that lift is available all the time right here when we take time to do it. And so, we, we, need to, we need to stop and fuel up even more. So the second thing we're going to talk about on the road to abundant life is what do you do when you have car trouble, right? Because how many of you have ever been on a road trip and flat tire, little kum, 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 or whatever that makes the noises, things like that. You guys know what I'm talking about? And you're away, you're far away, all your sources of help are like, you know, at least six hours away or depending on how far they are, things like that, right? So what do you do? I mean, if you have AAA, you maybe call AAA and then, or whatever, towing thing, and then you wait for, you know, an hour and a half for somebody to come. But you, but the same way in our life, we'll face trouble, we'll face car that car trouble. So let's go to James chapter one. Oh, you knew it. I was going to go here. Those of you who know it. Let's just start right here. James chapter one. And verse two, this isn't on the screen, so you can, um, you've got to just look it up in your Bible. Oh, is it? A- oh, huh. thanks you guys. Okay. Um, you guys are really awesome. Thank you guys. You tech people back there. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. Oh, and um, Tyrone and Krista on communion, you guys, that was so powerful. That was so powerful. 
And worship team, wow, that was so powerful. Thank you guys. Thank you guys, all of you guys do to lead us to a place where we can get, have those encounters with God. And so your sacrifice really pays off. Mm. Okay. Oh, wow, 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 wow. That is amazing. Georgia pit stop on my Richard. Who, who wrote this? Is that you guys? Oh, we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for you. Wow. That's awesome. So, um, so let's talk about the car trouble, okay? So James chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials. Mm. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I think we've talked about this before. That is not my usual response. Mm. Tuesday night, that was not my response. In fact, we went to Google hours before we went to God. (laughs) That's the truth. (laughs) I wonder how much different everything would have been if we would have just like before we even, I mean, Google all the things. It's it's a great resource. It's so good. But what if we would have first invited God in to all of this stuff we were facing? We would have done that first I wonder how else, you know, Dave and I were talking about it like a couple of, like a day or two later after everything has calmed down a little bit. And, um, and, uh, I told David, I was like, I feel like I, like if that was a test, I I definitely would get a C minus. Like that was a 72. I passed, but just barely, you know? And so that was, (laughs) it was definitely a 72. So, consider it joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the Listen to this. This is why we can count it joy, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result that you may be perfect and complete. Remember, perfect is mature. Mature, complete, lacking in nothing. So there's several things packed in here. Consider it all joy when you encounter various trials. First of all, like he's just assuming he knows we're all going to do it. At this time, these guys that he was writing this to, to the churches, um, their trials were a little different than our trials. Like many times they were like people were getting persecuted for their faith and like not able to eat. Like, I mean, just like all their options were closing down for a lot of these guys because the persecution was coming around. So their persecution. So, I mean, trouble is trouble, but it just is that it, it just uh, it um, presents differently for different people throughout different times in history. But God's word is true. All the way through. So knowing that the testing of your faith. So trials, testing, and that faith is involved. Our faith is involved. So on Tuesday night, when all I went down, my faith was not strong, right? I, I, um, I have since repented. I've gotten into the, I've been reminding myself through the word of who God is and what he does for me and his tender care for, for David and I. And, but at that moment, the testing of my faith, my faith was weak. The test, it like, you know, nearly took me out literally. And so produces that knowing the testing of your faith produces endurance. Endurance is another one of those words. This is a good word. Like I, I would like, I, I would like to sit, have a lot of endurance as you face things through life. 
And um, because there's this, you know, like, you know, like those endurance runners that can run for like 50 miles or something crazy like that. If that's you, my hat is off to you. That's like amazing. You know, I can run for like five seconds and, and that's about it. Like barely across the yard, but like, like that's endurance. But as we face these things through life, we will have to have endurance. We will have to push through because we realize that, that again, life is not all about me. Life is not all about each of you. Your life is not about you. As a follower of Jesus, we live for something bigger. We live for something higher. We submit our life to him and we say, Lord, have your way in me. Use me to do what you want. Like David was talking about a few weeks ago to bring your kingdom, your ways, the way you want things to go. That is our, that is our purpose as followers of Jesus to bring that in. So that will not be unopposed, right? And, and so even, it's crazy, this series on the road to abundant life, this has been opposed. David and I, we've had a big target on our head these last couple of days with crazy things happening. And you know what But my immediate reaction is, and this is me being probably too transparent, but my immediate reaction is that somehow this is my fault, all this trouble. And then when I feel like it's my tr- fault that I have all this trouble because I'm not doing something enough or I'm not whatever, or then, then what comes next is shame. And then what that shame will do is it'll make me, I won't reach out to anybody for help or support. Like I I will, I will try, I will just be like, just me and God is enough. You know, like don't tell anybody. Yes, that's right. And then, you know what, when I get there, I spiral. That's exactly right, Jessica. I spiral because it's me alone in a not good place, right? And so I want to challenge you when trouble hits, first of all, invite God in. Just God, Lord, help. God, help, help, help. Show us what to do. God's wisdom and his insight is real and he gives it to you. The Holy Spirit leads us. He is our counselor. He is our comforter. He is our friend. He leads us. And to like, and that's not like just leading us in like which house we should buy, but he leads us to good places. So first of all, invite God in. Second of all, ask people around you to pray for you. Like don't, you don't have to face this stuff alone. Don't let the enemy compound all of the trouble with shame. And then make you isolate and then just go and just get, get alone. Okay. So when you face troubles and trials, there's really kind of two, there's, I've seen in my life, there's kind of two strategies. There's one where there's this just like aggressive, just like, I don't know, like those, a giant, just all out, just attack. Right. I mean, like everything, like, you know, all the things happen. And then there can be this, like, almost like a siege where it's slowly, and it can last for like months, and it just slowly is wearing on you, trying to starve you out. Like when they would siege a city, the enemy, they would get on the outside, they'd try and block their water sources, they'd block their food, and people would start to go crazy, like all that stuff. It, it, the enemy will do it both ways. 
He'll do it both ways. And so we are wise to his strategies. God, the Holy Spirit will, will show you what's going on. So when you have that car trouble on the road of life, things start happening. Could be one, could be some big, giant, like obvious explosion of something. Your car is on fire. Or you could be having a small leak in one of your tires. And the further you go without checking that tire, eventually it's going to explode and shred, you know, somewhere. So it could be either way. But you know what both of them are? They're trials and they're tests. But we can count it joy when that stuff happens because it is, it is, it, if we deal with it right, it increases our faith and it increases our strength and increases our endurance, right? So we're going to do the second Psalm and then we are going to actually pray for each other. We're going to pray for a couple of people here and close out. So Psalm 46, and it's in the New American Standard. If you want to pull it up in your Bible, the Bible app. The NASB, I think 95 is what it is. As we face trouble, Psalm 46, verse 1. Listen to this and think about again the things that you're facing in your life. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth should change and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at its swelling pride. So let's just stop right there. Those are all really big things. So if you think about the, the author who wrote this, when, um, like for the mountains didn't move, like there was no, like the only time that, there was an earthquake and like this was a major natural disaster. So like then when he was saying this stuff, this was like the worst of 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 all the things. But he says, therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam, though mountains quake at its swelling pride. Verse five, four. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place, dwelling place of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and she will not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations made an uproar. The kingdom, again, notice the picture of, the, of things happening. The nations made an uproar. The kingdoms tottered. <laughs> he raised his voice. The earth melted. Who raised his voice? The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come behold the works of the Lord who has wrought desolations in the earth. He makes wars to cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots with fire. Cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Whoo. Mm. Mm. So good, isn't it? It gives you perspective, right? It gives you, it, it, it builds your faith. I don't know about you, but my faith is getting built right now. 
as we're reading this stuff. And that's that's what the word of God does. Because our faith, when we talk about our faith, we're talking about our, our, our trusting and our relationship with God and God's care for us and his purposes and intentions on the earth. That it's not me having to figure it all out, me and my Google having to figure all the things out. But I can invite the creator of, of everything who is doing things to help us, you know? So the things you're facing today, how does that scripture encourage you? How does it correct you? How does it adjust your perspective? Because there's one more thing about a, a fuel, a pit stop that, that we do. And that's when you stop at a pit stop, you use the restroom. And you leave some stuff behind, right? <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> that's a nice one. That's right. That's right. But you all will never forget that, will you now? And so, but, but we, we leave some stuff behind. And as we make a pit stop in the word of God, there are things that we need to leave behind. We need to leave behind some doubts. We need to leave behind some feelings over what we know is truth. We need to leave behind some lies. We need to leave behind some self-pity. We need to leave behind some shame. We need to leave these things behind as we go on to the next, the next stretch of our road to abundant life. So there are things, before we pray for some people and we close this out, there are some things that I think, I, there's some things I know that the Lord wants us to leave behind. And it's individual. It could be some fear, worry, all the things above. But we're just going to pray right now and just ask the Lord, the, the God of angel armies, the one that these two beautiful, incredible, um, just rejoicing Psalms is about, that we're going to ask him if there's some stuff in our life we need to leave behind. So let's just close our eyes. Lord, if there are some things that we need to leave behind, show us. God, show us, Lord. Some doubt, some bitterness, some grudges, some fear, some anxiety, some worry. What do we do with that? Say, God, I give it to you. Some of you may just even need to kind of hold it in your hand and just as a physical outward response to what God's doing in your heart, some of you may just need to just release it. And give it to him. So Lord, right now, these things, God. God, we give these things to you. And God, where we've not done it your way, we've done it on our own strength and in our own oh, power, Lord. God, we repent. We're sorry. And we are growing in our faith to you. So right now, we release this to you in Jesus' name, not just release it, release it to him. And Lord, we are leaving this behind right here, right now. We are leaving these things behind. Mm. 
So I want to right now, we're going to do this. We are going to, to close this out, we are going to um, pray for a couple of people. And um, I know that um, Madison, I think, did she step out? Can you... Can you, can you go get her? Madison um, is going to have surgery in a couple weeks. She's going to have her gallbladder removed. I asked her if it was okay for us to everybody pray for her. And then Megan has surgery this week, too, for some female stuff she's got going on. And so um, is there anyone else who's having any kind of, like, medical, like, severe medical stuff that you would like some prayer for? I'd like everybody to go ahead and stand up together. Particularly, I want to just pray for you. And then, and then the, the people that are on the road trip, come on up. Let's pray for you guys too. So, so we could have just a couple of people like that just want to come on up and just pray for them. If you're here and you're, this resonated with you, that you are in your own life fighting through some trouble. Maybe you've had a week like me and David, and actually I'm going to have some people pray for me too. And David, but if you've had a, a week or a stretch or a month or whatever, just raise your hand right where you're at really high. And I want the people around them, turn around. Those are your, those, this is your church family. And we're going to pray for each other. And then we're going to close by doing the Waymaker song again. You guys can come on up. Yeah, come on up. Come on, just pray for you. So if I could have a couple of people, just come on up, a couple of prayer team people, whatever, come up and let's pray, pray for these guys. And then right there where you're at, let's pray for each other. So Lord, right now, God, Everybody, let's just kind of receive God. We thank you that you are the way maker, God, that, Lord, you fuel us, God. You help us, Lord. Your power is real. That word from Eric, that healing, healing is real, that it is here for us. And we thank you, God, for your power right now that's working in Jesus name. Now, you guys gather around and pray for the people. If you had your hand up and you need it, raise your hand again so people can pray for you as we pray for these guys here. And Lord, we just thank you, God, for your healing power, God, in Jesus' name, Lord. For these, these, these ladies, as they face their surgery, Lord, that you are with them. I thank you, God, they are not alone. And your power is leading and guiding the surgeon and all the staff. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, for this family that's on this road trip, Lord, that you're leading and guiding them. Lord, you brought them here. So, Father, I pray you just continue to speak to them. I thank you, Lord, that you are fueling them up here. And God, you're strengthening them, Lord. Let them know how high and deep your love for them is. In Jesus' name, Father. And Lord, we just thank you, God, for the people that are facing trouble, Lord, in their life, God. We just thank you, Lord, for your help from heaven. In Jesus' name, God, you are our our refuge and our strength. God, you are our very present help in time of need. I thank you, Lord, for your help. From heaven, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, God, we just worship you. We thank you, Lord, that you are with us, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name.